Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. After 17 long years, CM Punk is bound to face Samoa Joe in the ring. Unless, of course, we're talking about two weeks ago, in which case they were in the ring together. And they uh, they technically did face each other yes. last, last Saturday night. Yes, but you know. But like doing a bash. Yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, but yeah. you know, 17 years ago was the last time they actually had a match in Ring of Honor. What were you doing 17 years ago? Just for just for time context. 17 years ago. 17 years ago as a wee boy, I would have been I would have been 18 years old. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I would have just been on my way to university to make my <laughs> fortune, <laughs> I imagine. What year was that? 10, 13, 7, 2005. 2005. 2005. Yeah. I was uh I was I was doing my GCSEs. Mm. Mm. I think maybe, maybe, you all maybe I was doing my A-levels. Maybe I was doing my A-levels. Maybe you were even younger. Maybe, I was smashing it, son. Maybe you, do, maybe you were doing 11 plus. Maybe you're yeah. so young. Yeah, maybe. That's what it is. That's what I'm telling people. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to lie about your age. my real age. If you're going to lie about your age and pretend you're younger, go all the way back. Yeah. I'm 12, you know? Anyway, welcome to the Talk podcast. <laughs> I'm Laurie Blake. I'm joined by Dan Layton, the professor. And we are here to review AEW Collision from Saturday. Because I don't know if you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of wrestling stuff happened this weekend. A lot of so, wrestling you know, stuff happened this month. We're just getting we're just getting to it now, guys. Give us a break. It's busy. Can we, we go through what happened in June? So at the end of May, we had Night of Champions, then we had Double or Nothing, then we had Battleground, then we had just a couple of weeks of normal programming, and then we got Collision. We had live Collision, brand new show. Um, then this weekend we've got well, we've had Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. We had Money in the Bank, and now mm-hmm. we have another episode of Collision. They're working our little socks off. I know. And we decided in all of that time, we would we would build two studios, yeah. launch a bunch of new shows. Yeah. We launched a channel in there that's called Cutscene. You should go check that out. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. Basically, no one is working hard no. enough. No, we're very silly. Yeah. Anyway, let's discuss the, let's discuss the show, Dan. I think it's important that we do. Because it's a big story. Because uh, we've not obviously, we've not done a podcast together no, this about is the wrestling. This is fun. This we did is one joyous. episode of What's uh, yeah. On. This might be the only thing we're allowed to do together. Yeah. This one, because <laughs> no one else is available because Tempest's <laughs> off in Canada. Pete's off. Yeah. Luke's off. They're all off. You know, I'm sure I'll I'll be back in the cupboard by the end of the week. <laughs> However, um, yeah, it's fun to get to talk, to wrestling, talk about wrestling, but also get to talk about Collision, because I think the first three weeks of Collision have been a really fun yeah. little show. Yeah. Like a weird, like, not not necessarily like loads happening, I think, mm. storyline-wise, but a lot of, just a lot of good wrestling and given lots of time to yeah. just sort of sink in and be like, hmm, I'm just enjoying the kind of Saturday night grabs. Well, I mean, like, forgive the pun, but I think Dynamite recently has been 
dynamite. Like it's mm. been it's been since Double or Nothing, especially. Like it's been really you know firing on all cylinders. And then out comes this little show, and there was a little bit of you know is Punk gonna be there? Are they not? We announced all the dates save for the first one because we weren't sure about Punk status, mm. and then we got the confirmation. It's kind of been... And now, did you now say it's, they announced the save the dates for it? They, they, said, they did, yeah. Little, little they, save, yeah. Little save the date for collision. Little tissue paper and yeah, everything. But they're not telling you who's getting married. No, That's no, no. what AEW does so well. You find, you find, <laughs> out, you on find the day. out on the day. But like they've been, they've, been, they've been hyping this idea of it. We weren't sure. Then we know it's the punk show. And then finally we get the first one. And, and it's really... What I think they've done really well is start to establish its own separate identity it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a dynamite no two to me it feels like a collision you've got the color scheme you've got the the i think the theme song is great mm-hmm. um and by virtue of having fresh faces and, and i'll get into that in the show it kind of is starting bit by bit to establish its own identity mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a really important thing whenever you launch a new product um because we were talking about it in the office upstairs it's not like it's a brand new promotion who've no. just launched their show this is AEW are making a new show. Yeah. Right? So it's got bit by bit, but they, they've got to feel that out. Like Tony Connor's Booker, Dan, we had Danielson's in creative, the creative team in general have to figure out, okay, how do we produce a, another two hours of television yes, a week? Yeah. How does that fit into our grand scheme of things? If we are going to sort of soft roster split it, keep people separately, does that create its own problems? Does it create its mm. own opportunities? And we're seeing that three weeks in, I think we're seeing, you know, the, the the wheels are starting to turn. Yeah, is how I'd put it. I, I, one of the criticisms I would have of Collision, I think, for the last three weeks, is that it doesn't necessarily feel like there's loads going on storyline right. wise. Like it, a lot of stuff is happening in terms of like mm. there's good wrestling going on, but the stories are bubbling away slowly. It doesn't feel like there's many many stakes. Like MGF was on the show this yeah. week and didn't reference the fact that Punk's got a bag yeah. with something in it that he thinks is the you know the world title. Like that, there feels like there's stuff that's just being sort of left up in the air right. on Collision a lot. And I was just thinking while you were just talking, there, I was just wondering in my head, like, do you think that's just because it's Saturday night TV? Like, <laughs> like Saturday night know, takeaway. <laughs> well, just like, but like the way that Saturday, like, pe- there is an expectation that people will be out on Saturdays, mm. and like you're going to have a sort of transient audience because Saturday is a busy day for people. Saturday, yeah. Saturday is typically a day people might be out of the house, or they might be like going out in the evening and have other plans. So, mm. like, keeping the show a little bit looser and a bit more focused on the wrestling and a bit easier to dive into at any point and go like, okay, I kind of get what they're doing here. Yeah. Without having to watch like, imagine trying to watch the, the blood law. Imagine trying to watch like the bloodline stuff like in that sense of like you just dipping in and out of it like yeah. you kind of want every single bit of it laid out for you because that's what makes it really sing right mm. it's an interesting choice as well because like if you look at the week if you look at the concept of the week um <laughs> you've got like monday it's obviously raw raw's not going <laughs> anywhere mind, unless yeah. someone pays a lot of money yeah. and i think they probably would move it uh but you got monday nights is raw tuesdays is nxt but Wednesday crucially is Dynamite. So, mm-hmm. do you want to put your other show the night before or the night after mm-hmm. Dynamite? Probably not. Fridays you've got SmackDown and Rampage and Rampage. So they've also Lest got. A show. I was thinking about do we do count? And I do forget a lot. I'm guilty. Do they want to do that kind of counter programming thing? Um, which I don't. I don't think is a, the worst thing in the the age of streaming. Like mm. you know, I feel like there is a sort of appointment television where live sports is really the only thing that exists linearly uh, in schedule you've got to sit down and watch it at the same time um but do you want to counter program wrestling against each other part of my big frustration with nxt going directly up against dynamite was that well i want to watch both like how am i supposed to do that it's it makes it bad for the consumer i don't think that's necessarily AEW's like idea so saturday right because sunday is is pay-per-view day 
for, for so your company. For your company. company. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's yeah. when we Ooh. get. And speaking of counter-programming, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. we've got so much stuff going on and it ain't slowing down anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I, Saturday is, is a weird day to put something mm-hmm. on. It, it is... I'm trying to I'm trying to think it's a weird time because when they started collision we were just after double or nothing but we were leading into forbidden door. Yeah. So starting new storylines for upcoming pay-per-views not necessarily the MO, yeah. right? Also this what this this episode was pre-taped. Yeah. So and and not going up directly at I mean money in the bank finished. We had a couple of hours if if we're on the east coast mm-hmm. and you've got collision so you could if you're a fan of both you could watch both so it's not necessarily like the time for them to be really starting stories punk's opening promo in that first episode did hint at i've got a lot of you know access to grind i've got a lot of things to take care of i think as we go now that we're clear of forbidden door we've got those out of the way we're starting to establish what um collision is Mm. where it sits in our canon of, of AEW, removing all of wrestling from that and we've got our eyes on All In. There was a big All In banner for the yeah, whole episode. Oh yeah. um, big Fight Forever banner. A big Fight Forever banner all over the place. Now that we're clear of of previous live events that have already been in the works, we've got this new one that we've got on the way. This is where the stories can really begin. Yeah. Um, and I think to close Collision this week with a big angle, which is our lead story that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. is the kind of first step of that. Yeah. You know, because previously it's just been the Owen show, right? Like this is the kind of this week was just the Owen, the Owen episode. Right. Like, let's let's do the admin for the tournament. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Which, you know, the tournament itself doesn't. There aren't really great stakes for this tournament. Where do you sit on tournaments? You, you win. A, I think tournaments are great. They should lead somewhere. Like, I think what's what's bugging me about the Owen tournament is that it's like. It, it's it's. The prize is kind of nothingy. Yeah, you know what you know what I mean. Like that, it doesn't have any consequence to the wrestlers. And I think also like AEW is is so <laughs> belt rich, shall we <laughs> yeah. say? Like the land of every everyone's got a everyone's got a belt because yeah. we've got all the Ring of Honor ones. We've got individual belts mm-hmm. for like all different things. They keep adding more. Yeah. So it's like winning something in AEW does not necessarily mean oh you're going to get a big thing out of this. Like yeah. it's just like you know Adam Cole won the last one and here he is. Here he is to go. I'm now ready. Yeah, right. And that's 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 what he gets to do. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like the prize is really big enough. And like, mm. again, in this situation, we've got someone in the tournament who it feels like this is their show. This is mm-hmm. pu- this is Punk show. Punk's got his little bag mm-hmm. with his little title in it. It's like, does he does he need this as well? But this right. feels where this is trending. Unless yeah. it's going to be like maybe Ricky Starks mm. in the final, which I, I can see kind of being. Yeah, if you look at the brackets, you can see. Um, we we have Punk Joe confirmed, which is really exciting. I mean, that's a final in of itself. Punk right? Joe feels like it should have been the final yeah. to me, but I think I think Punk Starks will be the final because I think that's a more interesting story because yeah. we've been establishing that Starks and Punk are sort of aligned and you know against the Bullet Club Gold mm-hmm. or whatever. If we get to the final and it's Punk Starks and that will be a banger of a match, like first mm-hmm. of all, and then you get a little element of Punk turning yeah. on Starks because Punk is his own he be- marches to the beat of his own drum and that's why you love him or loathe him like that's that's mm-hmm. the whole Punk thing He he's like I've won my first thing back I'm undefeated since coming back I've won this tournament Owen Hart yep. tournament la 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 I've got this big trophy and I've got the bag as well I've got two bragging rights I never lost this like I had it taken yeah, yeah. from me in a in a position that I think is unfair and whether or not and we'll talk <laughs> about it when we get to MJF as well but the thing with a heel is whether or not you 
you as the audience agree with them, they have to believe they're right. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so I think setting this up for a punk to go off Don't and worry, win punk it. Punk always believes he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is what I'd love to have that man's self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> or and also his insecurity. Has he ever had an imposter syndrome in his in his life? I think it's imposter syndrome that drives him. <laughs> I think that's what's so compelling about the character slash the man, the fantasy slash reality of it all. Mm. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think I think tournament-wise, in general. It is important to have stakes. And I actually do appreciate that during the show, I think they tried to give every match a stake of some form. Yes. And we'll get into those as we go through. But when you think of like, and, and I bring specifically Wimbledon into this because I always like to compare wrestling to real sports, but Wimbledon specifically for two reasons. First of all, it starts today. Switched off, Dan. You are? They're, they're leaving in their drawers. No, come on, real sports. <laughs> real sports. Around, guys, talk about tennis. Wimbledon begins today. And also, Tony Khan specifically, I was doing research into where the tournament came from, and Tony Khan specifically referenced Wimbledon, mm -hmm. and that's why we have a, a men's Owen Hart tournament and a women's. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing about Wimbledon is you have the first week or so where everyone's excited to be there. We're all excited for our pims and our peaches and, and our strawberries and cream. Um, and then we start caring when we get into the later stages. Yeah. I think we're reaching the stages where we're starting to care and the stakes are really going to come in. Yeah. And I think that's why this closing angle of punk on commentary, the 17 years since Strong and, and Joe had a match, 17 years since Punk and Joe had a match, um, that's where all of this starts to take off. Yeah. You know? So let's, let's, let's dive in a little bit more deeply to the match itself and then mm. that closing angle. Because the, ma the match was good. Like, yeah. you would expect Joe and Strong to put on a, a bit of a clinic here. Like <laughs> Samoa Joe and Roderick Strong have good wrestling match shock. Yeah. Like, but I think, I think, like you said, like they, you know, they're, both, they're both incredible performers, but it went the kind of way you were expecting in that Joe was mostly dominant here. Yeah. Roddy got some really good fire-up spots, like hit some crazy elbows, like mm. running across the ring, just out-cardioing Joe at certain points, then hitting yeah. the sit kick, but like nothing would keep Joe down. It all ends as Roddy goes for a, an end of heartache that gets reversed into mm -hmm. a suplex where Joe then drops him down into the Kikina clutch. Roddy doesn't tap. Roddy passes out. out in the hold. Yeah. So showing guts, showing spirit. But I think the interesting thing here is they have pretty much a similar history to Punk and Joe as well, in mm -hmm. that you know it's been yay long since they had a singles match uh, against each other. Mm. So Punk is sat on commentary, watching his future. Yeah, essentially, right? Like, yeah, th that that is essentially what is that kind of the unspoken thing here is that mm. Punk is sitting there at the commentary desk watching somebody else who was his peer mm -hmm. in Ring of Honor against his other Ring of Honor peer, and this peer is mauling this peer. Right. And he's trying to banter it off on commentary and, and not really yeah. like show his hand or anything like that. But you've got to think about it in those terms yeah. because yeah, like they've been kept apart through, I mean, he even said on commentary at one point, it was like, I was gone seven years. Like I didn't think I was coming back. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't have imagined at this stage of my career yeah. being given this opportunity again or, or, or facing either of these guys yeah. again. In that time, Joe's off with Impact. When they're active, punks with with WWE, and then yep. this is the first the first time that they're clashing, right? Yep. And there's little moments where the veneer slips mm. in the whole like you know he's very he's being very punk about the whole thing. He's being very yeah. casual on commentary, very like relaxed and chatty. However, you get these little moments where he's like, "Well, I've never beat Samoa Joe." Mm. Oh, uh, you know, when they say Nigel McGuinness asks him when when Roddy is first put in the Kikina clutch, he's like. What are your tips to escape that? And he's like, don't get in in the first place. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's all this little stuff of just like, this is how dangerous Samoa mm. Joe is as, as a person. Like, you can see, I think Joe did a really good job in this as well. Of like, Punk's being very dismissive of like the overall stakes of this thing mm. when he's watching this. Yeah. And Joe's intensity in the ring, he's staring at Punk. There's a point where Joe points at Punk 
and hits Roddy with a big cent on. Yeah. And just being like, this is, you're, you're next. Yeah. Like, next week, you. Right. Like, and it's just that it's like, you can see that the kind of, the little storyline they're going through here is that Punk's not taking this seriously enough for Joe. Yeah. And Joe is obviously like, probably can hear him from the, from the rings, from the commentary desk. Mm. And he's getting more and more kind of like tweaked about the fact that Punk really isn't taking this specific threat seriously enough. And that might be why it kind of leads to that moment at the end where like, you know, you have Joe go off on Roddy. Yeah. Somebody's just started doing some drilling in a room. I was like, still. where is that coming from? I had no idea what was going on. My worry initially was that it was elect an electrical. I, an electrical and I looked here, it over I was here. Like, are we going to die? I was like, is this going to blow up in but your face? Like, I don't know if you can hear it. You might not be able to hear it. The mic's pretty good. There's some but... drilling. That's why we both sort of disappeared for a moment. <laughs> Let's get back to where we were. Wrestling. Okay, All right. right. Wrestling. Um, oh, and by the way, do get in your uh, ultra chats. We need to come up with a name for it on Collision. We've got a name for everywhere else. Mm. But your ultra chats, uh, the, the mods will be putting the link in the in the old chat for you will read all of them out over the five us dollar amount um because i feel like people are gonna have a lot to say about i think they will yeah this particular angle um but yeah i think it's 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 this one of the things that's so great about wrestling is this the length of it all mm -hmm. right when we think about in in for instance one of the joys of forbidden door right is us getting to see these people from all over the place yeah wrestle each other so for instance um as weird as it was like jungle boy challenging for the iwgb title mm -hmm. well the champ has a kind of similar story to yeah. jungle boy so like it's it's this weird you know uh, jungle boy's looking into his potential future if he can just you know yes take the take the step he needs and, and has has done that that's part of the joy of wrestling is being able to look at joe and punk and be like if we think all the way back to this 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 uh history punk this hyper confident like we were saying guy mm -hmm has a chink in his armor. Yeah. Um, but it was also it's taking him back to a younger man, a yeah. young man who was less confident, who hadn't done all the stuff in WWE, mm. wasn't as popular as he is right now. And seven years off, mm. in that seven years, Joe's been mauling people left, right, and center. Yeah. You know? So let's talk about the final, let's talk about the closing angle. Yes. Because I think, for me, it didn't necessarily work in the way that they intended it to. Like the, the So the, the match finishes, Joe's hand is raised. Joe gets out of the ring and he picks up a chair and he goes to confront Punk. And mm -hmm. Punk goes, oh, well, I've got a chair too, buddy. And then he gets, yeah. up, gets his chair up. And then multiple security and referees all stop and they get in between them, basically stopping the brawl before it can ever happen. Mm -hmm. Joe then walks off. But Joe slides back in the ring, sliding mm -hmm. a chair in. He picks up Roddy and he slams him into the chair yeah. before then walking out. This then leads to a... This then leads Adam Cole to run out down mm -hmm. the ramp past Samoa Joe yep. without really referencing him into the ring to check on Roddy. Uh, Punk gets into the ring as well. Um, and then they stretch a job, Roddy Strong, out of the ring, out of the arena. And the whole time this was happening, I was like, great, what's next? Right. And and now? And, and now? Because I don't think the severity of what Joe did to Roddy didn't feel like it warranted mm. the stretcher. I felt like the stretcher was the sort of smoke and mirrors for like, yeah. is Punk going to clock Cole? Mm. Is something going to happen here? Is Joe going to come back through the crowd and attack Punk? Is there going to be a moment there? Like it, think... didn't, it didn't necessarily feel like the button on the scene, if you know what I mean. I 100% do. And I think the reason it didn't feel like that is because um, not to, it would destroy me, but um, Samojo essentially did a side slam onto mm. Roderick Strong onto a steel chair, right? Mm -hmm. 
is that serious enough to warrant the level of stretcher job and the level of grave concern? Like, put the Punk and, and Cole, with Cole's remit of injuries, mm. running out and going to check. And I get that Strong has been sort of, like, MIA for a long time. So, yeah. like, maybe there are previous injury issues that I'm not thinking about. I'll take that into, into consideration. But really, I, I this, this week, have seen um, Logan Paul go headfirst into a table and... <laughs> Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. He some prime about it. Well. He had a lot of prime and it was fine. Like, well, it's like little, little prime shower. Kills everything. Job done. Yeah. Um, not sponsored. One um, million dollars that, that shower costs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, in this company, I've seen Osprey and Omega yep. just tear chunks out of each other, drop each other on their heads, mm-hmm. like um, bleed left, right, and center. I've seen uh, this level of intensity. Dustin Rose was bleeding Dustin at, the, Rose end, was at bleeding. the end of a match on this. I mean, he's a Rose who's got thin skin. They bust out. Just, just for bleeding. Emotionally, just, just, for, just bleeding. for bleeding. Just yeah. for bleeding. Okay, I thought we were throwing some shade at no, the Rhodes not, family. No, I was no. like, have you got, have you got I a memo? I never throw shade at the Rhodes family. <laughs> you know how you know how I feel about Goldust. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, I've seen a lot of brutality of the anarchy in the arena match. Mm-hmm. What I saw, maybe that's a level of desensitization, and I'll get on to Dustin bleeding and why I think that was a, a, a slightly odd choice later on. But I've seen a lot worse, so I wasn't really feeling for him. So I was waiting for the next level. I was mm-hmm. waiting for something else. Yeah. I think if this had been, I'm going to lock that co that not Cobra Clutch the Kikina Clutch. Um, thank you, Kikina Clutch in again, or I'm going to absolutely batter you with this chair yeah. and then do um, the. the What's it? Oh my god! This other big move, muscle buster. muscle buster, muscle buster on the on the chair or something. I don't know. Something more yeah. would have made it feel like oh, it's because the, the plan. I don't. It didn't really. I don't really know what the yeah. plan here was. Yeah. Right. Like the. It seemed like they were just gearing up to have a go at each other. Like mm. Joe. Like I said, obviously Joe was kind of antagonizing Punk throughout the thing, but Punk never really rose to it. So then Joe's doing this moment to yeah. kind of antagonize Punk into the brawl. Mm. But then like the belief that like two or three security guys and a couple of referees could actually ever stop Samoa Joe from going <laughs> yeah. and hitting CM Punk with a chair if he wanted to. Yeah. Like, I don't buy that. Yeah. So then Joe walks off and he hits Roddy instead for mm-hmm. for for what reason? I guess to show Punk what's coming. Yeah. But also then, when we do have Adam Cole come out mm. and Cole just sort of doesn't even look at Joe, just runs straight. To, again, it's that idea of this is so severe that mm. I, ha- I have one mind and I'm focusing on my mate. If Cole comes out and confronts Joe, maybe that adds an extra little sure, bit of spice sure. to it. Um, I think the whole point of it is, is like you say, it's that idea of like, punk, you come back with all this moxie. Mm. Don't don't forget who I am. Yeah. In the execution doesn't quite work. No, and I think like, I think if that is like, like we said, like they've been building on this idea of like, this is punk seeing his future and Joe's doing this to Roddy to sort of show punk that. I don't think punk really put the effort in to kind of sell that as mm. if that was the kind of emotional struggle he was going through. He was just there being like mildly concerned then got out of the ring and it was still just like, I'm mm. tough. Like it, he just stayed in the kind of like, this won't phase me. I'm a tough guy kind of thing. And it's like, so unless that escalates in the next week until mm. the next match, you know, then fine if it does, but yeah. if it doesn't, then this just felt, this just fell a little bit flat because I just wanted to see more of like the veneer of punk slip throughout yeah. this commentary. Like, I just don't think, I think he skirted the line well. He sowed some seeds, but like towards the end of the match, is like, you know, if if Joe never let go of the clutch after Roddy passed out and the match was already called and he's yeah. still choking him, and then you can just see that little moment in Punk, like you and know, even, or like ro- even simple things like rolling it over so that like he's looking directly at Punk, yeah. like little back and forth camera stuff. Like there, yeah. there's more you could do here to kind of sell this 
vibe. And that's um, what we go off the air with. We get like maybe he, when he yeah. finally does release it, he like Punk is standing up and Joe is leaning over the ropes, yeah. and we know that they're looking at each other. Yeah. It's what's your final visual? I think what's your final tableau? Mm-hmm. And I think the last three minutes of the show being strong, being stretched out, yeah, to sort of end nothing, like yeah. to then just sort of fade to black. It, yeah, it felt like. Yeah, I like I said, I was just waiting for the button the whole time. Like, mm. what's the what's the next? What's that final moment? Mm. What's you know? Is that gonna? They're gonna stretch him up, and then Joe's gonna come in and tip the stretcher over, yeah. or something like that. Like, there should have been just like one more thing to just really drive that home that these two are gonna go to war mm. next week and really build excitement for that match. Because I think one, it's a very exciting prospect. Oh yeah, so much of it feels like a lot of AEW's booking actually is just like, well, if you don't know your wrestling history, then yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. How are you going to be excited about this? And it's like you could do more for a casual crowd yeah. who, who might have turned up on a Saturday night because like, you, you are just showing a show to different people as well yeah. if you are suddenly at a different time slot on a different night. like mm. There and will just be a Saturday crowd who find wrestling. We've spoken about this before, like wanting to bring people in, like wanting to... Because it's one thing to cater to that rabid, passionate audience, which mm. I think we were crying out for. Uh, 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 we, I mean, we you get your WWE, which is your sports entertainment for your, your sort of like Hollywood-esque sort of action. Mm-hmm. We were also crying out for like s- some of that rabid indie passionate strong style pure style like all of that to have backing mm. to be an actual competitor and provide that alternative and that's what AEW does but you also do want to bring on new new eyes as well so providing them with a little bit of extra spice is is kind of crucial it's, yeah. a, it's funny we, we'll talk for 15 minutes about this but <laughs> i imagine punk versus joe is going to be a banger be, it doesn't it doesn't matter like are you not excited yeah, like I'm really I'm, are you not entertained because i am If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Should we go into some of your ultra chats, which I will attempt to find on yes. here? Because I'll my get uh, lost all of them. Right into it. Uh, we have uh, Ben Blerick, who has provided us with a couple of ultra chats, but we'll go for the one with our, our topic at hand at the moment, which is Punk and Joe. Uh, anyway, AW is really stepping up with Collision, aren't they? Punk's return, TNT title change, an AW world title match, and next week we get both Hobbs versus Starks two and Punk versus Joe. Good God, how much longer before Dynamite is the B show? Um, yeah, I mean, this is it. Like, ultimately, when you are booking a new show, stacking the card. And, like, next week, we've got a, tag, a tag title match. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. What a shame. There's going to be so many good matches on. I must <laughs> find the time to watch. Like, that. that is, you know, as you're, as you're building this new show, that's the energy you want, really, isn't it? Yeah, you want to go in and just completely yeah. make things feel as, like, it's, like, must-watch television. Yeah. I'm just I'm just waiting for them to find the angle outside of Punk and FTR. Yeah, that's the like their next few. You know, they've la- they've laced it with cameos. Mm. What it feels like from MJF and all these other people, but like and him. Let's get into let's 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 hook into who these new big characters are. I think like Andrade yeah. and the the House of Black yeah. are also getting that treatment of like they're starting to feel like a really big deal. But we just need to see who the other big players in Collision Collision's world are that yeah. exist outside this, and what are they doing. Mm. And what is it for? And on top of that, because in the moment it's it's literally what's in Punk's bag, <laughs> the tag titles, and Andrade's mask. These right. are the, these are the most important things on Collision. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's it, you've got you've got your TNT title, which is yes. got the the network's logo all over it, mm-hmm. and we have had a little hint. We did have a hint of that this yes, week. Certainly. Um, really nailed that and focusing in on those things and the TBS title as well. That's the the other thing with, with the idea of it being a soft or a hard roster split, whichever one you want to do, if you even want to go mm. down that road, you do have so many titles that you can get away yep. with it. And if you if you if you create an exclusivity, if you if you make it feel like you basically want your show to feel like appointment television, right? Mm-hmm. And appointment television is hard to come by when you aren't live sure right because it because it's already been done you can go and read your spoilers you can just catch up and especially on a show like this where the matches and the results are more important than any narrative through line and your hardest of hardcore fans are probably going to be wrestling doubt by the time your show even airs 100 because money in the bank has already been on and and that was like a high adrenaline show you might be a bit knackered um so yeah you've got that that kind of element as well so if you or, or you're you need to create that era of exclusivity and that's why you have this is the home of miro this is the home of andrade you know maybe making it clear that titles exist that you won't see anywhere else. Yeah. You know? If it, it feels very much like uh, beyond beyond punk, mm. it's start again territory at the right. moment, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's like in a big way. we're still building Miro, which we'll cover in a second. Yeah. Like we're still, you know, we're still trying to make the TNT title feel important. We're trying to make the TBS title feel important. And we're doing that in all the kind of classic wrestling ways, which are squash matches. Yeah. You know? So it's like 
the next step will be exciting to see evolve. But it is almost like collisions dropped out of the air without really referencing the wider company necessarily. Mm. It's like trying to build its own world as if it kind of exists without it. It's like um, it's almost like NXT. Yeah. Where like Seth Rollins pops in for a bit. Like MJF has popped in for a bit mm. to like wave the title around and be like, look at the important the title champions here. Mm. But like, will he be there next week? Should we get into that bit specifically then? Should we move straight into yep, MJF? Let's because, move straight in, yeah. Because I feel like that's a really interesting thread to pull at. Because you do have the champ basically saying, um, as it, the, the whole billing for MJF being here was MJF is forced to compete on Collision. Yes. Which is an interesting thing for your big top dog to do, yeah. right? To come out and say, I didn't want to wrestle on Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door is trash. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wrestle on Collision because I was supposed to have the day off. Yeah. So you're telling us as the audience, I know he's a heel, but you're telling us as the audience member um, that, that this, this show, show that you're watching isn't important. Yeah. Right? It's not the A show, certainly. Right. So how do you counter that, I think, with a promo like Ethan Page's? Yes. Yeah. So go into what went down. Well, Ethan, so Ethan, so MJF came out and he had a match against Kip Morst, who was a local competitor. Uh, MJF on Canada on Canada Canada Day was wearing full Fourth of July yeah. gear. He All was in. basically dressed as a firework. <laughs> uh, he went off on one, like jumped the guy at the bell, hit mm. him a couple of moves, and then Heat Seeker for the win. One, two, three, pretty quick. Pulls out a microphone. And does your classic MJF shtick of ragging on the town you're in. Yeah. And then beginning to build up this idea of like, I didn't have to be here. I don't want to be here. I can't believe you've made me do this. And what's brilliant about that as well is that it's the whole heel being right thing. Like elsewhere in the industry, there is abundant precedent at this stage of the champs being allowed a much lighter schedule. Yes. So this resentment of him as the world. I won the world title. I should I should be allowed to fly first class and not come to every single day. Yeah. Right, and that's MJF's whole shtick, mm-hmm. um, and and it and it's like, you know what? You're kind of right. Like I kind of get it, but also as fans, we demand to see you. Yeah. Thank you very much. You've got a responsibility. That it's the idea of do you as the champion view the world title belt as a get out of jail free card or as uh, like a a sacred duty to to behold defend it every single time exactly yeah. and i like the playing with it i think i think and he kind of he's getting to have his cake and eat it really 100%. here because he gets to do the whole i didn't want to come here i've already beaten one guy and then he gets sort of he over egos himself yeah into basically says i'm happy to take on literally any person from this town mm-hmm. to run wherever it is in hamilton hamilton uh you know anyone from here mm. tonight so then this guy starts walking down to the ring and MJF's like, yeah, why not make you? your way, whatever. Little whoever. poutine joke in there from yeah. Nigel McGuinness. And then Ethan Page runs out and runs past this guy into the ring and then cuts what is a wonderful babyface promo. Oh my God, it was delicious. Yeah. This, so this, it seems like, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether this is just a hometown crowd thing mm-hmm. or whether this is just like, uh, this will be Ethan Page's character going forward. But he, he basically says like, you know, uh, he MGF was already ragging on Ethan Page for saying, like, you're not on the no you're one, on no one, level. no one from this town is on my level, and you especially are not on my level. And he says, No, of course I'm not. My father came over to this country from Macedonia, moved to Hamilton, made a life for himself, went on to create like work at all these businesses, working at these places down the road, like name check, name drop, yeah. did all that stuff, and said, like, you know, I wasn't born to just be 
like the ruling class, the elite, the, the you know, the, the people who expect this kind of success. I'm going to be here and work every day. And my wife is saying, you know, I've had to ring my wife up. They said, you want to come and do the like the bit of the press tour for Canada? And I said, yes, of course. And she was asking, when are AEW ever going to pay you back for always bleeding AEW and always doing the work for them? And he says, in due time. So he's like really going in hard on the fact that he's there for AEW when MJF is not. And he's the actually, champion cannot even be bothered, cannot even be bothered. Yeah, and his whole his whole character is about like playing AEW off WWE. Talking about Nick, he <laughs> references Nick Khan on TV, like he's doing all of that. Um, the idea as well, he uses the phrase. Uh, he says you're a, a bare minimum, bare I'm, minimum, bitch. bare minimum bitch. Like a little uh, B, B level swear for you there. Uh, what a line that is. Yeah. Oh, that made that popped me big time. I was a big fan of that. Um, but like his energy was so high. Now, there was some inconsistencies in the promo, I thought a little bit, if I'm gonna be nitpicky, and I know we all hate nitpicking, but like you start by you start by saying, like, um, you know, the people in the back don't respect me, uh, but I'll do anything for them. It's like, well, maybe that's why they don't respect you. And the idea that you like bleed AW, it's like have some self-worth, mate. But the fire with which he's talking kind of puts all that to the side. And it's talking about that sacrifice. And it is that thing of like, there are people who would sacrifice anything to get the opportunity that you it's what's the line in the it's the okay it's the devil wears prada i'm sorry to really play into my own stereotype here but i'm going to reference the devil wears prada devil wears prada here on the podcast and it's the line of you know for this job that a million girls would dream to work you only deign to work Mm -hmm. right that's the core of his promo you deign to come here to collision this this town means a lot to me my opportunities mean a lot to me yeah and i'm gonna slap you silly kind of thing yeah it's exactly the kind of fired up babyface promo that you want to see coming from ethan page of all people yeah Yeah. but this but this feels like that this feels almost like what they did with ricky starks right like they they just at one point they just went why don't you just take that and go yeah and they like i feel like ricky starks's momentum changed the moment he was handed the microphone and allowed to just Go. just go yeah and say stuff and like you know this was again that was against mjf right like it, it seems like this just being in the ring across from mjf mm. having to promo against him is actually the fire under people's asses that they need to really like show yeah. what they can do on the mic because i would be terrified going up against mjf on the mic well, I'd be like, he's legit isn't he's he? gonna he's gonna eat you alive yeah he's one of the very best in the business and also the character is so detestable yeah. like i he's my favorite like i love that's mjf incredible. i if i were in that building i would be booing the f out of him because he's doing such a good job of it like yeah. that's the thing he's playing the character so well um that it's almost like you bring your a game and i'm inviting you to bring yours as well like i as mjf mm. am on top of the world yeah Come and step on my level, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. As 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 a as a as a performer, that's what you dream of. Yeah, you if, dream you, of if you can like keep that. if you can keep up, yeah, this will make you. Yes, like, and I and think he did. That's kind of like you know, I'm sure like MJF isn't thinking about it like that either, because I, I imagine he's probably not that actual relentless egotist the rest of the time. Just gotta put my uh, iPad on charge here. Someone didn't charge the iPads in the. Yeah, room. I know. Fuming. Ollie and Luke. Ollie and Luke. Terrible. Um, but yeah, I think it is like an invitation to just be like. If you can just get a couple of good lines in, be fiery, say the right things mm. against with MJF. Yeah. People's perception does start to change. Yeah, big time. Um, and then, yeah, so then basically Ethan takes up the challenge mm. and the match ensues. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think the match did as much for Ethan Page as the promo did. No. Um, but MJF still had to work, I think, to get the victory, yeah. which I think is the important thing. Like, I think MJF, it was really fun. Yeah, MJF basically cuts the legs out from under Ethan very early in the match, starts to work over his left leg, <laughs> uh, 
does a bunch of submissions, does a bunch of like chop blocks to it, is kicking it out from under him multiple times throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all leads to sort of a spot much later where he will then hit a dragon screw, uh, leg whip, and then hit the heat seeker for the victory. Yeah. But it just means that Ethan Page is basically hobbled for most of the match and he's struggling to hit his moveset and get things off. Everything is a little bit slower and this just keeps giving MJF the advantage. So MJF is just, you know, he's not really been sneaky at any point here. Yeah. He's just been smart and wily from the off mm. which is i think this is a good way to book this match because it's like mgf doesn't lose anything he's not had to like really go into his full well of like mm-hmm. i'm truly detestable here and do all his actual cheating to win he still looks like a really strong champion but it gives ethan page an adversity to kind of fight his way through yeah and every single moment that he gets off the back of having his legs kind of literally taken out from underneath him at multiple points mm. he looks great in doing it because it really gets the crowd's hopes up of like he can fight back he can fight back he can fight back but he, he kind of is always sold on this idea that like he's gonna go for the ego's edge and he just can't he just can't hit it right his legs give out from underneath him and it's i mean i love that bit of psychology yeah. anyway as, as as your basic wrestling psychology work over one part mm. of the body especially the one that's gonna hamper them from using their yep. big moves that that stuff i eat that <laughs> up I don't know. I, I think I think the other thing that's I suppose a benefit perhaps about Collision being a more casual show mm. is the idea of um, uh, allowing people who have perhaps been stuck. And I think Ethan Page's Hardy storyline has been one that a lot of people are kind of like, "What's going on here? Like, yeah. what's the what's the driving force? And is there any internal logic to all of this?" It gives them the opportunity to remind us, "I'm damn good, actually." Yeah, on the mic between the bells, like, and that's a great. It's a great shout. It's, it, it's what you do with that opportunity sure. and where you then go, what happens next? But I think it was a really good showing for Ethan Page. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a lovely metaphor as well that yeah. Ethan Page can't win the match because he's had his legs cut out from underneath him. Hello. By MJF. Uh, yeah, nice. Nice. That's, yeah, that's a very bucks. good shout. You've, you've spotted a lovely bit of... I'd give, you a, I'd give you a tick in your media studies analysis. Oh, thank you. That'd be great. Uh, let's move on. Next match was Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs in the Owen Hart quarterfinal. It really was. This was a pretty good match, I thought. A pretty good enjoyable. match. Hobbs comes out with QT Marshall, um, and QT Marshall is the difference maker mm-hmm. here, realistically. Like, uh, Dustin puts up a pretty good fight, decides to bleed everywhere <laughs> after being posted by QT Marshall on the outside. Yeah. At least a bit of a kind of back and forwards finish where Hobbs takes the referee away, QT Marshall clocks him. And he turns around and walks back into a spine buster and that finishes things off. But in the midst of that, Plucky Dustin kicks out of the spine buster at one. At one. He really felt his oats there and just kind of mm. powered out. And that was a really like, whoa, sit up and take notice moment kind of thing. Yeah. The internal story of this match, we were talking about the, the there being a story for every match going. This one was Dustin is the only person who knew Owen Hart yep. in this entire tournament. Um, he's someone who is a veteran, a multi-year veteran of the industry. And the announcers were putting it over as Dustin's last ride kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I have a little thought on that in a second. But um, when you are that wily veteran who's on his last leg going out and you get an opportunity like this, it really means a lot to you. Yep. So to see him give it all and like power out of that one kind of thing and not just be there to be squashed. Yeah. Like he, he gave it, it, it does a good job of putting Hobbs over. Yeah. Even if you've got that QT interference as well. Well, this is which... it. The, the commentary did a really good job of saying like, Hobbs doesn't need QT Marshall. Yeah. Like, you know, they made, they made the point. It's like, look at this guy. Yeah. Look at the size of him. His literal look name at, is Powerhouse. Yeah, look, like... look at the dude compared to Dustin. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need this guy. And then the fact that he did need him mm. to pick up the victory over someone who is 
you know, at the twilight of his career, yeah. realistically, as commentary have said, just proves how good Dustin Rhodes is here mm. and makes him look even bigger babyface. I thought there were some really cool spots in this as well. Like, I thought it was a really good, um, it was a great moment where uh, Hobbs blocked the power slam at the mm. end of Dustin's, like, uh, signature sequence by literally just going, nope. Yeah. He just <laughs> he just saw his legs tense and he just went, no. Yeah. And then he lifted Dustin up and that folded back yeah. into a crossroads. And then Dustin picks him up and does this crazy pile driver. Yeah. It was like, like barely got him up for it. I mean, it just looked brutal. In the Owen Hart tournament with a pile driver yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, that was, I thought that was a lovely little spot. I thought that worked really, really well. Mm. And then it does lead eventually into a power slam later on and he gets to hit the move. Um, but yeah, like I thought they managed to make a match that I wasn't particularly fussed about going yeah. into it, like something quite special by the end of it. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, I don't love the the blood in the match. For me, blood is a thing that you should use and save for, for an absolute, I mean, again, I point to recently Kenny and um, Will Ospreay, that part of the reason that it really sold that story was mm. just, it, it made it feel like an absolute brutality thing. You bash into the post, you know? So yeah. unless, and I don't think it was a hard way. I think it was no. a little day job. And I was like, does it really add to this no. story in this moment? I don't know. But then, you know, that's that's how I feel about blood. Everyone feels differently about their match when they're in it. <laughs> Do you know it fully? Yeah. They need um, to see this. They man. need to see it. Oh, I really need to sell. know. <laughs> I sell. Um, I, I don't know this for a fact. But I remember doing a little bit of, I, in fact, during the show, I was doing some contract research in general because mm. I was interested in, in Miro's contract. Dustin Rose's contract, as far as reports go, are, is up in July. Wow. So it's, as far as I know, Dustin, Dustin signed that contract at the beginning of AW. There were a lot of four-year contracts talked about. Well, we're in the fourth year now, mm. and it's um, it's coming up in July, according to what he said, I think, in December. I don't know if there's been an extension at any point. I don't know if there's been a conversation around that. Um, if he is in the last ride of his career, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to go and do a few dates elsewhere and maybe even finish his story alongside Cody finishing his story somewhere yeah. else in WWE perhaps. Some sort of like trainer role with a bit of on screen. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I Cody, can't, sorry. as a massive fan of Goldust, I can't say I hate the idea of no. uh, Cody being some, of, of uh, Dustin being some form of equalizer, yeah. uh, being there for Cody in that moment where the family story is finished. If his contract is finishing in July and we have a few more weeks of him, I almost wish that he had won this and mm. got into the next round. Because I think that story of this old grizzled veteran in the twilight finding the second wind, I want to do it for Owen, who was my friend, I knew him. Yeah. Kind of an extra layer and getting him into that semifinal when we all start caring a little bit more about what's going to go down. Building that story a little bit longer perhaps would have been more interesting. Yeah. That's a personal choice from me. Yeah. I think ultimately it is more important as the veteran to have the young kid go over. Mm. So I'm not um, I'm not mad about that. No. It's just something that I thought about along the way. I think the two stories that they do have in the in the semis are quite undeniable yeah. here, though. Like Hobbs and Starks. Have oh that, yeah, have great history to draw yeah. in their match, and and Punk and you know Joe do as mm. well. And also they're almost parallels in that kind of That's weird That's way true. of like the powerhouse and the and the smaller guy. Yeah. But at just different ends of the spectrum in their careers. That, yeah. Um, That's really tasty. So that, that I think there's I think there's I, I think Dustin's inclusion here is uh, yeah if it was going to be more of a Dustin focused story then yeah. definitely take him forward. But like it's kind of weird to include him in the first place if mm. if you wanted it to be like part of his bigger. Thing, unless it's going to spin out into like a bunch mm. of losses to get one big final win yeah maybe um, but if he's on borrowed time you've not got that long left yeah. to, to do that story yeah. so. and it's like they've not really ever really done very much with dustin no. in AEW for he's just been a, a major like he's just been a, a face a that's around and knocking about the place so like mm. you know 
he's deployed well when he's deployed, and this proves yeah. that like if you deploy Dustin Rhodes correctly, you can get a really good match out of pretty oh, much you, anyone. Yeah, so you absolutely can. That's very true. Yeah. And um, we then got a Roddy versus Joe promo package for later in the show. Uh, and then when they saw Miro oh. versus Anthony Henry from the Work Horseman attack team. Uh, and my first note just says Miro is going to eat this man alive. Oh my god, I he I miss Miro. I love Miro. I love a big battery man. That's why I like Joe so much. He's in unreal shape. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to Mister Henry. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, it, it was there was no chance in hell he was going to get yeah. in anything in. I mean, he did get a little he bit. He did. In. I he like, did get I a little think, bit in. I think this is the thing. Is like I think like Miro's a very giving like monster yeah. in that sense of like performing with Miro. He mm. he gave this guy like. Enough, like enough to go. Like, here's your little, here's your showcase moment. Do hit some, hit some moves, mm. but just know that this is gonna piss me off. Right, and then I'm gonna go for the finish. And that's yeah. like, that's 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 more than Goldberg ever did for anyone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I think that's I think that's completely fair. <laughs> yeah. um, and it it, looked, and it it didn't look bad on him either because no, it no. kind of looked like it's one of those things of what, when when you do batter me, I'm gonna get mad at you for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And then it fires him up even more. Yeah, and I think this the dynamic works really well here because mm. this was a wiry athletic mma focused guy who yeah. did like he did a quick like sort of uh combat flurry and then hopped up onto the top rope did you see i love the bit where miro's running into the corner to hit clotheslines and he kicks him off once and miro then turns around and runs back in again immediately being like that doesn't do anything yeah so he kicks him again but during the kick he flipped himself back up like up and back yeah onto the top rope yeah to then hit a diving double stomp onto mm. the back of Miro. That was cool. Man. Cool stuff. That was really great. I yeah. love that. Um and then yeah, then that basically just was like that Miro just like, okay, well I'm annoyed now. There was one moment as well where he was like, hold this and like went for a kick and Miro was like, all right. And then he kicked him again in another mm. way. I was like, this is tasty. This was nice little uh, nice little offense you've got there. Yeah. So he had, then he had a little flurry uh Miro just sort of cut him off when he went for the legs. At a slam. Mm. Miro then goes for the match kick. And then lays in the game over. Game over. And it's game over. And it is game over indeed. And I think it's like, again, with Collision being this rehabilitation thing, I hope that whatever issues Miro had have gone out of the way. This is the contract I was looking for. Mm -hmm. He's there for a while, I believe. He's he's, he's signed an extension. So use him because damn, you know, I I was booking my way around things and thinking, what would I do here? Would I go... Maybe he's the guy to take it, the international title of Orange Cassidy and that and, yeah, and yeah. really set him up to push him to another level because the idea of Orange Cassidy being so beat up, uh, finally getting to face Miro, and then all Miro needs to do is just, you know, just crank over yeah, and yeah. job done. And then and then Orange Cassidy can go off for a while, get his heat back, recover, say thanks very much for essentially carrying yeah. this on your back for such a long time. Um, and then come back and maybe he's elevated even further. Meanwhile, you get to push Miro as this absolute monster. Yeah. This is this is Miro is the pro, like the the issue with Miro is always this conundrum, right? Of like, what do you do with him if you don't want him to beat everyone? Right. Because everyone expects him to beat everyone, yeah. right? Like it, like I just want Miro to win every match he's in. I, I don't agree. like I, I for the rest of time. I don't I don't ever want to see him lose. I don't yeah. I don't care. I'd rather he just had a title and vacated it yeah. than he actually ever <laughs> lost. Because um, I think he's so good. But I think the the benefit of doing this stuff with him where it's just like, well, he's booked, he'll come out like mm. he's happy to he's happy to rip up anyone that you put in front of him. Yeah. And just do that and have different people who can do different little hope spots against him. And then Mira ultimately just as a sort of exhibition or an attraction kind mm. of wrestler, just maul someone for a couple of minutes. It's mm. like, that's perfectly fine. And that is a really good that's a perfect way to rehabilitate Miro in the company as yeah. well. Just like we just need to remind you of who he is. Yeah. For a little bit. 
And again, this this past and then we will do something things. with yeah. him. Yeah, it's about about placing those things down and then and then doing something with him. Yeah, you know, after after a while. So, I can't yeah. wait to see what they do with Miro yeah. because I bloody love him. I think he's great. Uh, we then got Tony Shivani interviewing the uh, well Bullet Club Gold and their two new members, the Gun Club. Uh, we got massive asshole chants for Jay White, um, <laughs> but he said now that the Bang Bang Gang is in full force with the Golden Guns and mm. various other names they were workshopping for yeah. them. Now, um, it was just a, your classic kind of heel promo here mm. um the guns got on the mics at one point and they said um you might hate us but we've actually beaten all of your favorites yeah. then run off the full list of all the guys that they've actually toppled in in just 16 months since yeah. they actually started tag team wrestling so like that's no, not that recent that's what it? that's what they said Christ. they said 16 months 16 ago months. they had their first tag team match in AEW. yeah and in that time they've beaten the acclaimed they've been ftr they've beaten cm punk most recently they're all they're so it's good, good at this he'll work they're re- and they were really good on the mic as well like yeah. i mean all four of them i think were uh yeah. delivering this promo really well um i think there was a weird bit in the middle there where um <laughs> tony's like you're all banned from ringside and jerry white's like what that's rubbish anyway punk i'm gonna talk to you now yeah. and it's like no more like... talking for you tony yeah <laughs> <laughs> this, like, the, the newbie the like bad things you don't get to talk <laughs> he really That's he really he did that yeah, as well yeah. didn't he um but yeah i mean it's like it's 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 hard not to look at bullet club gold and think about like nwo Wolfpack, like a bit red, like the end of 2000, the offshoot of the big yeah, thing. Is yeah, it? Is it? Yeah, is, it yeah. is it like the Coke Zero of the Bullet Club? Yeah. But it's still so early days, and I think that the mm. the gun, the guns in particular, are so compelling. Mm. I just I like hearing them talk. I like the cadence. I so am so bad with names. Which is the one with the long hair? Of the of the, of the guns. I don't know. I That's have no it. idea. He sounds like his dad, yeah. right? And I'm watching it, and I and I I've always thought Billy Gunn was a great promo. I can't tell the difference between the guns. Um, no but idea. you've got short hair and long hair, and yeah. long hair one sounds like his dad and looks like his dad, and is really good at it. Of that whole, you know, what Rodog and and Billy Gunn, Gunn would just sort of stand there, and and then yeah, Rodog would sort of run around. That's kind of the vibe they're going with. He's standing there and he's just reeling these things off. And I, I'm just so compelled by you, mm. you know. So it is early days for Bullet Club Gold, and I, I would like to see this unit carry on. Yeah, I kind of wish that he'd managed to find this quicker in Jay White. Sure in Jay White's like AEW story yeah. because like they got him they made a big fuss about getting him and then they've kind of done nothing with him mm. they're still a bit up in the air now like they kind of they've got they've had their win but they've also had their loss and then they've now they've you know now Juice has lost mm. as well in his match uh, which we're going to talk about in a second with Ricky Starks but that has now led to them having a title match yeah. they have to or like a, a title eliminator match where they'll get a chance against the yeah. t- like so, there's a confusing yeah. series of things here where it's just going like we're just going to do these guys and these guys mm. for a while mm. and you're just going to have to accept that they're all on the same level despite the fact <laughs> yeah. that we're not telling you that through the media <laughs> through the wrestling booking. yeah um which you know can be a little bit disappointing i think yeah. in 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 some degrees but uh the idea of watching jay white and jay white and juice go up against ftr is compelling to me I like the idea it. of it. You end up with good matches. And I don't yeah. know. There's so there's only so it's this weird thing of like wanting to critique it and wanting to demand more and expecting the best out of this company that I think yeah. has some of the best talent going. And then also being like, yeah, just give me a good match and I'm happy. <laughs> like, well, that's that's wrestling, I think. Yeah. Um I think there was some interesting little there was some interesting little nuggets in Jay's bit as well where he he veered off from mm. chastising Tony and he started talking about the goodies in yeah. CM Punk's bag and you know, like Bullet The only Club, one to reference it so far. Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, this is it. MJF didn't even reference it. Like a thing that makes him you know, if, if Punk is saying that the World Heavyweight Championship, his his version of the belt is in that bag, that illegitimizes MJF. Mm. 
Right. And Punk's response even to Jay making was was to say like, you can just go and get yourself a replica on AEWshop.com. Just like MJF did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's pivoting away from Jay into MJF. So yeah, his yeah. his focus is that way. Yeah. So that's where there's another bit of dissonance there. Yeah. It would have been nice to hear MJF mention it mm. or reference it or anything like that. Like, you know, because that, that could have played into his annoyance at being there in the first mm. place. It's like, you know, I've come here and there's a guy literally claiming he's the, the world champion. Mm. Um, same thing, like, I think Jay being interested in, in that thing and like the whole idea, like the Bullet Club goals so were interested in your gold, like, like they're gold member we yeah. love gold we love gold give us all of your gold <laughs> like they're dragons hoarding it uh like uh yeah i kind of like it yeah. um and then uh yeah you just basically oh my i've also got a note here just saying what is in punk's bag it better be a giant mechanical spider I was gonna, could you imagine if it's anything else like it could yeah. be whatever each week to week yeah so then so then we then got a kind of kickback promo uh from backstage with ricky starks warming up and then punk and ftr basically did the heavy lifting and talking here saying yeah. you've got to let the got to let the man get his pump on punk then during ftr's bit of the promo was just showing ricky what was in the bag <laughs> which i really liked and he was like oh um i think the bag thing's fun yeah because like, like it just has to be the title if it's not the title i think people are going to lose their minds yeah, I mean, it can't, it can't be anything else. But I like the, the I like the game of what's in the bag. Mechanical yeah. spider? I don't. That was what Eric Rowan had in his cage. Oh my god! For ages, when oh, they I kept doing like, when they kept doing what's in the cage. Oh. Eric Rowan had the mechanical spider. Christ, yeah, fine. <laughs> we then had the match between Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. Um, this was another like somebody gets pretty beat up, leg mm -hmm. cut out from under them. Yeah, babyface fire back. Starks eventually picks up the win. Most of my notes here are just about how mad Juice Robinson has become. <laughs> he looks like, wild. He looks like they're calling him the wild man. He's acting crazy. He's gone feral. The stuff that he's saying yeah. in, like <laughs> during the match is so hilarious. There was a bit where the ref counts two and he's like, no, that was three. And the ref goes like two. And he's like, it was close though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dad. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I thought that was, I thought some of the stuff that, like Juice was saying, was wonderful. Like half the time, as Ricky was running towards him, he was just shouting "Ricky" at him. Yeah, <laughs> he was just going "Ricky." I, like I made it was a joke Bianca about from EastEnders. I made the exact same yeah. joke this morning. Yeah, yeah, Ricky, Ricky. Um, um, it was a really fun match. I, there was a little. I think some. I think you've got to compare this to Ethan Page's. Mm -hmm. Like very similar. The the angle worked here was yeah. pretty much the same. And I think that maybe like. That's a conversation you should have backstage about, like, how are we booking our matches? Maybe yeah. we shouldn't do two big leg injury spots in the same. This, I mean, this is something that I saw in, um, in actually a, a lot of big shows this week as well. Forbidden Door, one of my one was ones was that uh, every single match had a moment of you punch me and I'll punch you and let's see and then we'll book yeah, and yeah. every single one. And once you've seen it once, you've seen it a lot of times kind of thing. And then in the Money in the Bank, there were two uh, ladder bridge spots in the middle of the ring that yeah. were in both the men's and women's that were the same. And I was like, do we have a conversation at any point before the, the show about doing yeah. the same things? If you've um, ever been backstage at a wrestling show, yeah. you know that it's very loose. Yes. Like the overall thing is pitched to everyone yeah. and then people go off in silos and work yeah. on what they're actually doing. So I guess like there needs to be a, maybe you guys could do this sort the of thing. The producers chat to each other. Like unless, whatever. I guess unless it's, and then I guess unless it's like outrageous, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure there would have been a conversation in WWE about like, hey guys, nobody do anything with handcuffs yet. Right. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Something big um, like that. Um, so it was a bit weird here and I don't think, you know, there were points where like Starks did, he hit a move and then he kipped up right. onto the bad leg and then he dropped down and then he still did the pose. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think that works, man. Yeah. Like, to, to me, I'm just, it's not for me. Like no. that kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to purposefully jump on my bad leg. 
Yeah, that's that's that bit sports entertaining. Yeah. You want to push through it. Yeah, you know. I think I I it's such a simple thing. So the the reason his leg went bad in the first place and he careened into the ropes. That's the most basic spot in all of wrestling. And I yep. mean, that it's the international, as they call it. And literally your first day of wrestling training, they teach yeah. you the international. because it's, it's called the international because everyone can do it. Mm-hmm. When, I was at, when I was at SmackDown, my friend who doesn't watch wrestling was like, whoa, that was so cool. And I, was, I turned to her, I was like, you wait for the rest of the show. Christ, <laughs> if you're popping for that already. Yeah. I actually loved, though, that it was the international... The, it worked. First time ever. It, it worked. And Kevin yeah. Kelly was like, that's why you do it. And again, yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something about giving us an example of this thing that we've all just kind of accepted as just a sequence of jumping and hopping. But that's what it's supposed to do. Mm. I, re- I it, it made me go, all right, I'm into that. And yeah. then the fact that it, it was, yeah, I, I, I get, I take your point about Ricky Stocks not fully selling it. I actually quite like the nipple half working and posing anyway, because that's my hulking up kind of thing. It kind of worked for me. Mm. Um, and I like that it was an even matchup because basically they were all there was a, they were escaping moves at one point. Um, Ricky went for something and and uh, Juice just bailed. He just was like his between head was between the yeah, legs, yeah. but nope, and and went out of the ring. Same uh, Ricky did the same to, to Juice a few times, and then in the end it was one with essentially just like a a, a pinning combination. It was just there was no mm-hmm. big move. It was just like I've trapped you long enough to keep you down for three. And I thought it was a pretty like you know decent yeah. uh, showcase for them both. Neither of them looked bad in yeah. this, which is tournament what you want really well so so the, well, the finish actually was a little the, the finish was that starks hit the spear oh did he yeah he hit the spear no, and then he then juice basically like pops up right and like trips stark yeah and then goes for his own pin and then ricky rolls it back over keeping, oh and he keeps his leg over juice's arm don't make notes while you're supposed to be watching the show um, guys i just missed the i missed the finish it yeah so because juice had hit his own spear yeah. on ricky and then ricky right, yeah, kicked yeah. out and then ricky hits the spear gets tripped up and then it's a pinning combination yeah. for the win but that's why but face. that's probably why you missed it as well yeah. because it was like it came out of nowhere these matches have finished on that before mm. and then it's like juice just kind of counted it into a another pin mm. essentially and then the pin got reversed into yeah. the finish so it was like almost like a double false finish mm. type vibe it was an, I thought it was an interesting match there was a lot of fun in it uh, Juice used Clo- Texas Cloverleaf at one point there was a yeah. lot of reference to Tony Storm and all that stuff going on um, but yeah I think the, the big thing that stood out for me was just Juice being bonkers being absolutely insane yeah I really yeah. liked it I just I like him screaming at people yeah like because I think one of my favorite like what always made the undisputed era for me in NXT was the fact that they were all just gabbing the whole time yeah. love Kevin Owens because he doesn't shut up yeah and I just think any wrestler who's able to put on a really great match and still just consistently the charisma element of blab it. and like put over their character and, and be who they're supposed like you know just really give you something extra into it like Roman Reigns as soon as he started talking in the ring like yeah. changed everything about Roman mm. Reigns um, yeah you can go too far sometimes I, yeah. I was saying this to Sullivan while we were watching the main event of Money in the Bank I was <laughs> like I mean, I'm into this, but there is also a little part of me that's like, get on with it. Start wrestling. Stop talking. Just mm. come on, crack on. I think the difference here is that, like, it is that kind of enigmatic charisma, you know, magnet uh, element to it where you're like, I just, you know, I, I like watching what you're doing. The wild man element yeah. makes it it's so fun for the character. And you just, fu- you're like, you're funny. You're not like, you know, you're not trying to be anything too serious in, mm. in a world of like very serious people. Yeah. Like being something slightly outside of that mm. kind of, you know, like the, it feels like the most generic wrestling stuff is going i'm gonna beat you up because yeah. i'm tougher than you are like that's yeah. that's that's day one of wrestling school yeah day two of wrestling school is why don't you make your hair really big and just shout <laughs> ricky? like find your character your character shouting ricky i like it um 
Good match. Starks uh, progresses, obviously, to the semi-finals yep. to face Powerhouse Hobbs, which I think will be a very interesting Tasty. match. Yeah. And then also you've got Starks, you know, they can work this injury angle maybe into the rest of the tournament, which mm. then probably gives, if we assume Punk's going through to the final, mm-hmm. uh, Punk a leg up on Starks and something to leverage. Nice. Leg um, up. See what did there. You know, this is why they pay me the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it gives him something to leverage in that final match. And then the, the interesting thing now is, obviously, if, you, if we're thinking, you know, my fantasy booking for it is Starks and Punk go all the way to the end because that's seems like the most kind of tangible story here. Yeah. If, if Punk has been stood by Ricky in this promo today and they've been in the ring together on the same side of things, like putting them across the ring from each other makes the most sense. Punk has always said that he came back to AEW to put over the young guys. Mm. Ricky Starks was among the names of people that he's back referenced before. Punk keeps teasing this heel turn. All of that hanging over mm. this match makes it really exciting to and that's where you I get think. the stakes that's yeah. why these these first rounds that's why i was saying earlier on these first rounds I'll get them out of the way but it was nice that they have built in certain elements of story yeah. like the 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 um cmftr and and the uh gold uh, gold club <laughs> the bullet club gold um bullet club gold sounds like a credit card it does doesn't it sound like a credit card? or it sounds like a credit sits album yeah oh know? yeah yeah bullet club gold um <laughs> But yeah, like building in a little bit five of story here back and there. back to back number ones <laughs> and five other songs. But like all the members have been <laughs> yeah. replaced and so now it's like yeah, not, yeah. none of them are original or the, members the or whatever. Ship of Theseus yeah. or the Sugar Babes. <laughs> Sugar Babes theory. <laughs> Sugar Babes paradox. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, point being, I like the fact that there's a bit of story in there as well, but now we have proper stakes. Now we have like, mm. you know, the repeat match, a first time in 17 years match yeah. going forward. What does that look like? I think that's what you want from your tournament. So it's nice that like the tournament retain like the the Owen Hart tournament seems to have retained the kind of like this is a serious tournament for serious wrestling. Yes. In the way that like the the original NXT UK tournament yeah. had that kind of vibe yeah. about it too. And then you insert characters who like wreck that. Like Pete I think the reason Pete Dunne got so over in NXT was mm. because they were doing a very straight laced tournament of like, here's all these indie guys who like all get along and they all shake hands and it's all great and great. And he was the only one who turned up as like, I thought this was a professional wrestling tournament. Right. I'm going to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then that just put him over so like it'd be interesting to see what as the kind of story evolves what other little wrinkles that add to this and I feel like Punk is the one to leverage here like if it it feels like the crowd are beginning to turn on him he's got he's like a very split vibe with Punk as we will talk about when we get to the main event yeah just we'll talk about coming out on commentary but like yeah it really does feel like the tide is turning on mm. punk and it will be like how far do they want to get out ahead of that just lean stuff. in i think lean in i, I definitely it's so much in. fun it that his match of a door was made so much better <laughs> by leaning in and playing yep. with it i think i think go for it i think he's he's in a, he's in the luxurious position at the moment where he is just he is getting both reactions so he can do whatever he wants yep. basically and, and you play to whatever whatever the loudest section of the crowd is yep. right now because all he has to do, and this is all he says in his promos, is be me. Yeah. Like all he has to do is go out there, be CM Punk, mm-hmm. and people will react the way they want to react in that specific city. Mm. So he can just he can just carry on doing his shtick and yeah. be the heel or be the face and never really have to make the decision. But mm. I would like to see them just make the decision and go like full heel punk. Yeah. Like especially when you've got the title in the in you know you've got the title in the bag and you're kind of putting that on the line mm. uh we then saw christian cage who was holding the tnt title uh fielding questions with luchasaurus sean spears another canadian walks yep. in uh and cage says that uh spears basically spears is trying to talk to luchasaurus about getting a tnt title mm-hmm. shot cage steps in between them essentially saying talk to the champ saying you're talking to the champ you know i am the champ 
technically. Uh, and then Cage says that Spears doesn't take opportunities when he's presented them. And he isn't dangerous, which makes Spears say being dangerous uh, depends on meeting the right person. Mm. I have uh, one Which note. made Luchasaurus growl. He did growl a lot, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have one note for one. this, which is, I love a man in a burgundy roll neck telling someone that they aren't dangerous. Like, <laughs> the moxie on you to be dressed like that, to be like, you're not dangerous enough, is quite, yeah. quite entertaining. Um, I f- so I swore. I love Christian Cage so much. I love him. He's brilliant. And I love this part pairing. And I love that he's just got the belt. And I I love it. I love it. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. That's all I've got. I just I'm just I'm like there's a really fun storyline out of here. It's like when will the dinosaur learn that he's being taken advantage of? There is a, there is a little part like, of me that's when like the little bird, see when, it? when the little bird brain dinosaur yeah. man goes wait yeah I'm champion yeah <laughs> it's my belt. I think I think that's wow. that, that there'll be there'll be some fun going yeah. on with this. Like I think this is this is a really fun idea. Christian Cage is money. Christian Cage is great. Um and yeah, Sean Spears versus Luchasaurus. I'm All right, up, I'm up for seeing it. All right, fine. Please, it'd be nice to see Sean Spears do More. some stuff. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. He's been sort of like peripheral. This, but this while. is exactly what Collision should be for. Yeah, as well is like giving people who have been around for ages. Time to be on mm. national TV because there's only so because much hours. Two hours is is yeah. a long time, but not that long. No, exactly. But that, that, I think that's the thing is like they've had AEW's had places for people to work, mm-hmm. like Dark and Elevation. But that really does feel like a, a demotion, I guess. In couldn't the, tell you when it's on. Yeah, that was just on. It's just on YouTube, isn't yeah. it? So like it, like just comparative to what you what people dream of. Mm. People's end game goal, really, when they were getting into wrestling before AEW existed, would be like WWE, right? Yeah. I want to be on TV in America mm. in front of millions of people. That's the goal of people in wrestling. That's mm. their kind of like, that's the top level that you can reach, right? Mm. So then to be like, well, I'm like this close to being in front of millions of people, but I'm being on Shifty. this very obvious B show. Yeah. Like the only thing, I guess the only thing below that in AEW terms is like, well, you're prominent on their TikTok. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been in an Instagram reel. What do you want? Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that, like, people who've just been, like, day oneers for, for AEW and have just been around there, like, the whole time are going to get some time to shine on TV. Mm. That is exactly what Collision should be for. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. But then got Lady Frost versus Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship. Statlander has been uh, doing an open challenge streak at yeah. the moment. I thought this was fun. Good. I did too. I thought it was decent. Um, I think I mean, the difficulty... So what I've got about this, I, I have my gripes with the way she won the belt, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that I felt like Jade Cargill being so dominant and having this great match with Tyre and then afterwards Chris Statlander comes out and just gets it. And then it's it's like, I would rather have that, that been on collision. I would rather mm. have had a huge match built time and then Statlander looks great, right? Yeah. The problem with... that that That's one thing. Being the person that takes the belt off someone who's held it for that long and defeated that many people is another. Like mm. it's like it's it's what do you do next? How yeah. do you legitimize yourself a champ? And the answer is with good matches where she looked good and she looked strong. And I think there was that she went for this suplex on Lady Frost where she, where it's the, it's the hold them in the air for a Vertical while. Vertical one, yeah. And uh, the, a conversation between their abdominal muscles didn't work out, no. and then it went down. But then she got it back up. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked hench aff and I was yeah. like yes I'm in for you here so um, yeah this is how you do it yeah I thought Lady Frost got some good stuff in as well yeah. like a lot of um, I like the I really like the cartwheel over the back into the drop kick in the back of the head like, yeah that kind time. of stuff was really fun um, 
sort of Chris hit a sort of fisherman's driver thing at one point that I mm. thought looked awesome. Yeah, I love a fisherman suplex. So like, <laughs> Is that your favourite? You love fisherman really suplex, like, boy. I really love a fisherman suplex. <laughs> we all have our faves. Yeah, we've got our fave suplex. Do you know what mine is? Well, go on. I've I've recently started really popping for a head to takedown when they run at you and then you, you just jump just, up and you hurricane rather than down. Yeah. I'm all into it. I don't know why. I just, just but the, just the hurricane runner or like the proper the full head scissors because you can do the. You I can love do a the, full head scissors. You just but a, just the feet clamped around the neck. Where they just jump and then pull. Yeah. And it's Sanchez Escobar doing it a load. I mm. really love I love an arm drag sequence. Yeah. Part of the reason I was so I was so into Dennis. Especially when Ricardo. they do the, the, the big slap beforehand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come here. Bang. 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 Yeah, that weird little clap noise they make before they do we the arm drag. Little moves. Part of the reason I was so into Daniels and Nakada was that it was so map based at the beginning. I was like, mm. "Yeah, give me more of this. This yeah. is great." When I someone's, like whenever someone's sliding on their bum towards you, going, yeah. "Come on, then. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's when you get going." Uh, <laughs> next up, we saw Andrade El Idolo backstage. Um, Saying the House of Black stole his mask. He starts going off on one about how he wants mm. to get it back. Malachi then appears on the screen and says, you can have the mask back, but all in good time. So this is continuing. Obviously, the money here is Malachi mm -hmm. Black versus Andrade. Yeah. I'm excited for that to happen. I was excited to watch him go, to have to sort of go through the gauntlet yeah. of the rest of the House of Black anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he toppled Matthews, lost to Brody King, or like there was a DQ finish or something mm. in that. Um, like, I like that. I think this dynamic's really fun. I think Malachi and Andrade are going to have an incredible match when yes. given the opportunity to. I completely agree with all of that. Love the gauntlet element of it. Love all of it. La, la, la. Big fan, big fan, big fan. This is pretty much the last thing that we talk about because then we were, we're on to yep. the Joe Strong match. So I do apologize for ending on a bit of a, a sour note. What on the Monday Night Raw was this? Like, there, he's standing there backstage and then suddenly, oh, spooky, I'm interfering with the TV feed mm, night yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like looking around at the telly in a weird angle. I'm like, this, you're better than this. Like, that said, I suppose it is the House of the Black's way. Yeah. The House of the Black's way is to do... Um, Video production. Spooky nonsense. Yeah. You know. They're the AV club. <laughs> so it's just Buddy Matthews back there with the, yeah, exactly. a scart lead. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't like the I didn't like the presentation of it, but I like I will like the result of it. Exactly. You know? I think that's so. the thing. Is like, it was a bit... It was like a low... It was a low thought segment I think, to build something quite good. I think I wouldn't care about it in the context of a WWE show because there's so much of that kind mm. of like hyper-real nonsense that it kind of is whatever. That's not what no. AEW does for me. That's no. not what I watch AEW for. So I found the presentation of it a bit weird. Yeah. You know. It, it seems to be the one thing sort of sticking out like a yeah. sore thumb. Like yeah. even the dinosaur is presented yeah, as... go like, with the dinosaur. Like, even the dinosaur is presented as part of the yeah. format of like... Well, he's just a... It's a big dumb guy in a mask yeah. at the end of the day is like the way the character's presented. Like he mm. just doesn't know that Christian has taken him for a ride. Yeah. He's not he doesn't he doesn't appear out of an egg. No. Like, or like <laughs> climb out of a volcano, like like the the, the Zords yeah. from Power Rangers. There's not yeah. like a, a long sequence of him running across the plains. Mm. And they spend so long not um build building their show to be this kind of like real enough alternative the wins and losses record you know yep. they, they present it as a proper sporting contest mm -hmm. so the spooky bollocks does kind of stick out um even in even in quite a limited capacity i guess th yeah. i think i think that's why i think because it is so limited i go that was weird do i move on quickly yeah, yeah. so really if if that's you know if if, it, if if you can look past it great and i and i think i probably can i think it's interesting for Anjadi as well because he's clearly having to like He's in the same boat as Miro, right? Mm -hmm. He's come back from injury or contract 
snafus as well. And just he's basically yeah. basically just having to start again. Yeah. Like Andrade's come back and the story they're telling currently is that Andrade's got no mates yeah. in AEW. And Andrade's someone who previously had factions all over the place. him, yeah. was paying people to do his dirty work for him, all of this stuff going on. And now it's like this complete refresh of his character to be like, I'm all alone. Mm. There's no one here beside me. And he's not the best promo. No. You know, um, not even necessarily because of the, the language barrier, English being a second language, more just like, I, I don't know, he, he said the word mask a lot. Like it was saying the same thing over and over again. I don't mm. know if that was because they hadn't hit play on the spooky stuff yet, but. Um, yeah, vamp time. It's giving him the time to to settle back. Set, I mean, ring rust is not just working in the ring. It's no. it's it's all of it, you know. And it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. Slipping back into it is always going to take a minute, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I I, I I I don't care about it too much because he's great. Yeah, and because that match with Buddy was so good. Yeah. So I just I think he always does better with someone in his corner to talk for him. Yeah, uh, you know. Like I, I think he would be someone who would who would benefit from finding a manager. Yes, I agree. That, that would just you know, just just to, just to help things along mm-hmm. in the same way that Christian Cage is working with Luchasaurus. Like, yeah, and that pairing works so so well. And I think Andrade has an air of legitimacy. He's a great performer. Mm-hmm. He just needs that little bit ironed out. And just I think, something, something. but I think this is where this is going. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to find people to help him beat the House of Black. So yeah. hopefully that reveals the next. The next bit of Andrade's kind Disposal. of AEW stuff. I really do feel like it's it's as of this week, everything yep. kicks off in earnest because we have got uh, two months now. It's two months until All In, and then you've got All Out straight afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you've got two massive shows to build towards. Yeah, now's the time for all the stories to start really taking place, really start building, all the characters to really start developing. It's it's, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then so to round out the last thing before we went into Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong, we got a. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Elite Package. Oh, yeah. Mostly setting up Kenny versus Wheeler Utah for, for, Dynamite. Uh, for Dynamite. That looks fun. Yeah. It's going to be really good stuff. Then we went into the main event, basically. Punk came out on commentary, got a very mixed result, mm. mixed reaction from the crowd, of which seems to be the norm now. And Canada. like we said, go either way. Yeah. I mean, that rapturous. It was what his whole point of his first promo, wasn't it? Mm. It was, um, you can call me Pepsi Phil, I don't mind. You can call me the greatest of all time, I don't mind. Like, mm. Uh, and and ultimately, the wrestler you want the reaction, whatever the reaction is. Yeah, and exactly. Um, yeah, wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, what did you think overall of the show, Dan? Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was one of the. I think it was a tepid, um, <clears throat> tepid only because I like there to be a driving force, a reason to want mm-hmm. to tune in, um, and beyond punk. Yeah, I wasn't really being given massive reasons. I think basically, in. if you're not into the tournament, right, then there's. And little to first, get your hooks into at the moment. It's for, the first round, so yeah. being into the tournament is tricky. Um, that said, I enjoyed it all. Yeah. Like I, I didn't think there was a, a thing in the show, even the stuff where I was like, well, I wouldn't quite there whether it was the, the uh, a wobble in the in the Bullet Club promo, a wobble in the Andrade mm. promo. Uh, don't yeah. care. Decent show, really. And I think it. like Ben from from who else chatted in earlier said, like where this is all heading. Yeah, is really juicy. Like Hobbs mm. and Starks too. Yeah. Joe versus Punk, like next week is going to be stacked. So yeah. that is really, really exciting. And I think it's crucial that it has a different flavor to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think it does. I think, I think you, we just want reasons to tune in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's giving us that. So, yeah. and it's trying in a different way to normal AEW as well. Like, yes, Tony hasn't done. I have a big announcement yet. No single. There's not so been like, one announcement. This is, we just like. I think so long as we so long as we don't just fall into those tropes again mm. of like we're just gonna 
signpost all these big things happening. Mm. Like we've had three weeks of just pretty good wrestling. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough. Like, it is. It, it's not enough forever, but it has no. been to, to launch the show at this really weird time for the company where they're in the middle of a couple of things. Yeah. I think it's done the job. Saturday night's all right for fighting and the fighting is all right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the slogan for yeah. the show. Let's go through the last old chats before we get out of here. Uh, so let's just do some general collision chats. Um, ben Vlerick uh, donated again. Thank you, Ben. Saying, uh, God, Dustin Rose is incredible. Wasn't expecting too much from the match with Hobbs, but it was awesome. Really hope when Dustin does finally decide to hang up his boots that he gets a proper retirement, ma- retirement match. The man is like a fine wine and a true icon. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's as a fan, it's something where uh, he's not necessarily been as... Uh, it's it's uh, Dusty Rhodes' shoes were big to fill. Mm. Um, carving, making Goldust as a character compelling and work when it's such a weird thing mm. is, is a sign of just how good he is. Yeah, he's, um, he's had his own struggles um, with with you know many many different demons, and I think to to be at this point of his career to have been putting in the work that he's been putting in, getting the recognition he deserves, I do hope that if this is his last ride, he gets a real. Yeah, a real moment somewhere. Do you think he wants to? Do you think he'll want one final match with Cody before he goes? Do you think his retirement match he'll want against Cody? Possibly, because I, I mean that, been, that, I that match... time has passed between the roads. Like... Yeah, well, they they had that match at the beginning of AW, didn't yeah. they? And it was and it was incredible, and it was it was this such a gut punch. Oh my god, like, and yeah. such a such a uh, and and that moment where he's like, I need my brother to be my partner, kind of thing, yeah. like. Oh, that emotion. Yeah. And that's what, like, again, going right back to what I was saying at the beginning, wrestling is one of the few things where you do get that kind of emotion. Mm. Um, I think they'll want to end it. I think Dustin will want to end it together. I think they have such a specific bond. I think Cody, the way Cody looked up to Dustin. Yeah. Um, and I think Dustin making up for lost time in many different aspects of his, yeah. uh, you know. Um, Not that Dustin wants to spin the wheels on his retirement necessarily. No. no. But if he can hold, if he can hold on till Cody decides to finish the bloody story, I think if he can... finish the story, Cody, <laughs> if he could finish the story and be there as a champion, I think if and one be of the first the things yes. he does is offer his brother mm. a title shot as the close, or of his even career, if not that, just like, like just just being there together when they finish the story because it's Dusty's, Dustin's dad as well, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, We'll see, I guess. Mary Painesville yeah. Dan says, Hello, Laurie and other Dan. Hope you are well. It feels crazy to see you two on a Monday. Feels weird to be here on a Monday. <laughs> I had to chat in to mention that Collision was great this week. It's a much better show than Dynamite and Rampage, I feel. Also, Dustin Rhodes is the greatest ever. I think your bias might be showing there, Dan. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes is on the show. We know what you mean. I think Collision is, like we've said, I think it's an interesting proposition. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels different to Dynamite and Rampage. And that is a good thing. Yeah. Because we didn't need more of the exact same formula. No, even after Kevin Kelly being on the announced yeah. team. Kevin oh, and Nigel are great I together. I love them. I yeah. think they're so good. Brilliant. One of my favorite announced teams Inspired. going in wrestling at the moment. Uh, Gerald Helsewood says, I know Saturday isn't the best day for ratings, but I am wondering if Turner slash Tony knows something about their streaming numbers that we don't. What do you all think? Ratings are on the way out. I think ratings, uh, ratings have been too highly focused on, I think, by people mm. recently. I think more interesting to focus on is things like ticket sales um and i hate to say it social media engagement is Mm -hmm. is a far more because because the way people watch tv has changed we spoke about it right at the beginning linear tv is in a different place now um so i think don't read 
too much into the ratings. Focus on the other metrics that you can measure because yeah. they're just not giving you those details anymore, really. Yeah, they're just they're they're on a sort of archaic yeah. bit of television production. And a lot like, of the like Netflix just don't release details. They no. just don't. Well, this is it. Like, I don't think anyone really understands Netflix. No, anyone really. I don't think Netflix really understands Netflix. I don't think YouTube really understands YouTube, nope. for instance. Like. Nope. We, we definitely don't. So, yeah. And we do this for a living. <laughs> We're like, oh, why didn't that video do well? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose Adam probably wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ten Ruses. Old chat, I didn't say. Um, straight up, I want to be. Uh, I want this to be the collision duo. This is incredible. Great stuff, guys. You guys work so well together. Missed you, Laurie. Missed you too. I am pumped for Collision to be given proper storylines. I do think they need to utilize Dynamite more to hype it up. I think definitely in the early goings, AEW would do well to not just be like relying on the punk cachet um, to draw in kind of like just a hardcore wrestling crowd. Like mm. they could be doing more to kind of promote this show as a different a different beast to the rest of the things. But in the same way that they need to do with NXT is like yeah. giving it that little sprinkle of importance and magic, I think is really important. And saying like, you should tune into this episode of Collision because this thing is happening. And we've set this up on Dynamite. Like just those like, they don't have to be really consequential moments, but they just need to be in front of the other eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that sometimes stuff on Raw happens that says like, oh, something will happen on NXT this week, so you should yeah. probably watch NXT. And then suddenly everyone goes and watch NXT and they're like, mm. oh yeah, we'll do more of that. So then it's like, Seth's there. Now Rhea's there. Yeah. And then it's like the next person, next person, next person. Having I things like having MJF be on yeah. this one. This is how you leverage a really deep roster of people and yeah. multiple TV shows throughout the week on television. Yeah. Um, General Russell Talk Chats, Mr. Hicklesby says, It's the truth, the Professor Dan Layton and the draw, El Fagador Laurie Blake. Hope you are all doing well. My question for Dan is, does Marky Mark have thoughts on the Joe Hendry stripper Kenny promo from Impact in Fagador We Trust? Yeah, uh, Mark Markison isn't currently speaking to me because I went to SmackDown uh, and he thinks that that was uh, anti-wrestling. He says, I hate wrestling and he doesn't want to speak to me anymore. So uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what his current thoughts are. But we'll, we'll, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll tell us soon enough. Yeah, it's very cross. Heard it here first. Well, that's all we've got time for. Ah. We can get out of here. We talked about collision. Gone for a while, haven't we? For quite a while. Yeah, I didn't really think we'd get that get that much out of it. <laughs> Look, but we did. We never get the chance to sit no, here and do this. No, we should have just talked about our lives. And Basically, stuff. Yeah. yeah. We did have to tell each other multiple times before we were doing this. Stop talking about we'll this save show. It. Let's save it for the show. Save it for the show. Yeah. Save the gold. Save yeah. the gold, guys, because that's all you're getting. Pure gold. Pure gold. Bullet Club gold. Yeah. Bullet Club. No, oh, no. <laughs> you spend I'll put in my Bullet Club gold card. Um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we have more podcast stuff coming up this week, including Raw tomorrow with you and Lucas. Yes, we'll be there tomorrow. Uh, then we have Dynamite on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's not Luke tomorrow. Luke's taking a day off to watch um, Indiana Jones. Oh, good. And make some Lego. So someone um, else? It'll be me and Ollie, I believe. It will be oh, tomorrow on oh. Raw. Ollie watches Raw confirmed, the forbidden door. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Luke and Ollie are Dynamite on Wednesday. Then we have uh, Saturday, we have... Uh, is Temp where's Tempest? Tempest is away. So I don't know who it's going to be. be on I don't know. Tune in to find we'll, out. We'll find out. I'll do, we'll do better research yeah. next time. <laughs> if, uh, if I'm ever allowed back, I'll do better research. Uh, I would just want to plug, before we get out of here, go over to PFK, watch Fight Forever, Road to Elite yes. Mo playthrough that we put out, uh, because I'm very proud of it. It's very funny. It's very silly. Mm -hmm. The game's a lot of fun. Yeah. In a very old school. We did the stream of it the other week as well. broken wrestling way. That's part of the fun. But you know, that's part, part of the, the fun. Part of the charm. Anyway, let's get let's get out of let's here. It's really warm in here. See you later, folks. Bye. Jam that jam. Jam that jam.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.